Hey, Eric. Yeah, Ben. Pretty excited. What are you excited about? I'm excited because we have a sponsor for this podcast. No way. Someone's sponsoring this? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Homefieldapparel.com. What do they do at homefieldapparel.com? They go through your schools. In this case, Iowa's history. Plucks out retro designs, some of the coolest historical prints, and brings them back, makes them available. You can get really, really, really cool retro Iowa gear that you thought was lost to history. It's not. It's alive and well on homefieldapparel.com. Wait, you're telling me I can get vintage T-shirts and sweatshirts on homefieldapparel.com? Oh, yeah. All kinds of tees, sweatshirts, hoodies on homefieldapparel.com. I went with, uh, so a lot of Iowa fans will know about the gold script jerseys. They describe themselves. I don't, nothing else needs to be said. I went with the uh, Beware of the Swarm Iowa football tee is what that's called. It's a black tee. It's got Herky looking like he was playing with Niall Kinnick catching the football. Uh, Beware of the Swarm. Maybe you're a fan of the 1980s. You love the uh, you know, field goal to beat Michigan, 1985. Uh, and there's the vintage fight for Iowa 1980s Herky tee. So white. With I don't know how to describe him. He looks like Yankee Doodle Dandy a little bit with an Iowa banner, and he's got a you know 80s boombox with him, ready to tailgate. Oh, or maybe you just want to go with the the solid American East Farmer sweatshirt. You got lots of great choices, Eric. Your family, you got a lot of Hawkeye fans in the family. Yeah, my, my wife's family in Iowa City. What should I get them from HomeFieldApparel.com? Well, do they just like the the standard Tiger Hawk? Or they do. do they, want something? they wear that, but is there you know anything kind of special so they don't so they stand out in Iowa City? You know, I'm also a pretty big fan of the, I call it the Talon Hawks. It's probably got a better name than that, but it's uh, it's totally herky, but just as a hawk, an actual hawk, swooping down, getting ready to probably grab like a gopher and, and eat it for supper. Um, that's a really, really cool sweatshirt. Um, or any of the, you know, you get a lot of retro herky especially, and I'm a big fan of, of herky through the years, different choices. So, yeah, pick something out for your, your wife, Eric, on the website. And other schools are available. But because of the association with GoIowaAwesome.com, you can use promo code GoIowaAwesome for 15% off your order. That's it. I'm going to HomeFieldApparel.com. I'm ordering mine right now. The governors uh, got together and said, look, let, let's play for a hog. Let's play for a pig. Ben and Eric gather out their laptops. One's a gopher, one's a hawkeye. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the pod of Rosedale, LeBron's pig full of hot takes. I'm a pretty moribound Ben here with probably a pretty elated Eric Lane. Eric, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, man. Sky Ma rolled a boat. Go Gophers. Great. It was a great weekend for my football team. Um, I'm sure you probably don't share that, although both teams are 1-0 and at this point. Um, but very different moods, I assume. So should we jump in and just quickly kind of break down the, the team that – I'm excited to watch let's, going let's forward. Let's talk about let's talk about the Gophers first, because I, I don't know how many Gopher fans we have listening. I hope we have some. We'll let the hype train for the Gophers get going. We'll try well, to. If fuel you're it a not, bit. if you're not a Gopher fan, and you've been listening to this podcast, just just keep listening and jump on board, because you're going to be on the train for the rest of the season, I think, and it's going to be a fun ride. You can jump on. Hey, I have a shirt. My my mother-in-law bought me a shirt last year it says thanks minnesota and it was because of those plucky gophers that your team was in the big 10 championship last year so just jump on board we helped you last year now you can come help us iowa fans just jump on board 
Well, that's fine. Let's There's let's room. talk about let's talk about the Gophers before uh, I lament the Iowa offense for the upteeth time because uh, probably not all that interesting either. But but let's talk about the Gophers. I mean, an absolute desecration of the New Mexico State Cowboys. I should probably know that. I think it's the Cowboys or Aggies. What are they? Aggies? It's the Aggies. 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 Okay. Two and first I'm, downs in the first half. The Aggies had. Jerry, yeah, they, Jerry kills New Mexico State Aggies. They had 90 yards. The Gophers had 400 and some. Uh, you know, before Iowa warped my brain on Saturday, I had a little better grasp of the numbers, but it wasn't close. I stopped watching after the first touch of the second half. It was like, this is, I, I ceased to be interested in this game. I probably should have stopped at half, but let's just see if the Gophers are going to flub anything up. They didn't. It that, wasn't close. That was like I can't remember a, a lot of examples where the New Mexico State team they had no business being on that field. Like really, it was it was almost embarrassing how overmatched they were to the Gophers. Oh yeah, I, I mean I, I don't want to dump too much of a bucket of cold water on the Gophers because they're at least very good, and I still think they could win. They'll they'll win eight games minimum, but New Mexico State is off. I will just they, – they are a terrible team that might win twice the entire year. Yeah, but year. They're, aren't they – they're an F, FBS team, right? Yeah, Yes, they are technically an FBS team. Oh, okay. if you want a hot take, I do So think they're not in the team. lower – the FCS, the lower tier. No, they, Western the... Illinois, the Gophers' next appointment is an FCS team. Oh, okay. So, so the, the you know tray of cupcakes, the Gophers are working their way through it. They're, they're gobbling up the cupcakes. But, yeah, they – I mean, they – Yes, completely and thoroughly outclassed New Mexico State in every facet of the game. Uh, defensively, offensively, it just didn't matter. Um, you know, I have a question for you, though. Go ahead. Oh. There was, and I think we we kind of went back and forth on Twitter about this. There was a play, and it, it was inconsequential because the game didn't matter. But there was a play where Tanner Morgan threw a touchdown pass to Chris Ottman Bell. It was in the back of the end zone. Ottmobile catches An the pass. An alleged touchdown pass. It was alleged to be a touchdown pass. Okay. Uh, he caught the ball. His one foot, I think it was his right foot, his toes hit inside the end zone. Yep. And then the rest of his foot landed, like his heel landed outside of the end zone. And they reviewed it. And that stupid Pereira, the guy that they always parade out on Fox. I, yeah, I'm not a, a fan. He's an idiot. Every time he pops up there, he says something wrong, I think. And he's like, no, that's not a touchdown. I'm like, what is this idiot talking about? Of course it's a touchdown. You get your toes in, your foot is in the end zone, that's a touchdown. And they reversed it and said it wasn't because although you your toes don't count as your feet, have you heard that call before? No, I've never heard it uh, before. I know in the NFL, it's literally just like two toes. You got two know. feet, he, and he and Bottman Bell only had one, but in college football, it's only one foot. No, but I'm saying toes. I'm trying to make a decision. Again, I'm trying to understand. I've never heard it before. It seemed a bunk to me, Eric. I, I don't get it, but here's me trying to make sense of it. Here's me going to try to come up with an explanation. I'm playing devil's advocate. You can get mad at me, but I'm just playing devil's advocate. I, I'm saying it sounded to me like they were making a distinction between a toe and a foot. Yeah. It's well. So, they they were making it sound like that is the rule. Like yeah, that I've is, never heard and that that's before. always been the rule. It's not like this was some change in how they call a touchdown. They made it sound like that has always been the case, and I have never seen that before. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, but I, what I'm saying is, I, I don't know if it's a case where like if they if he'd gotten two toes in but no heel, they would have called it a touchdown. 
or one foot where the whole foot is flat put it on the ground i don't know i have no idea no i've never heard it before it didn't make sense to me i didn't really get it i saw the replay i had to hear matt millen who is awful oh, as well boy. I mean, the, the, that guy the, is taking his meds at halftime his wife he talks about his wife texted him make sure he took his meds at halftime it's like what is going on no, this, he's, guy's, he's, he's, this guy's a moron he, he is. He's an absolute moron. A former what, the Lions coach. He, uh, yeah, no, he was not, like their GM. I don't think he was ever the coach. Okay, well. He was I, like the general manager that drafted a wide receiver like five years in a row in the first round. Yeah, he's he's a complete idiot. Yeah, I was, I was like, another reason why I was like, all right, this, I don't need to see the gopher second stringers. Maybe Next week, our guest game. on the Pot of Rosedale, Matt Millen. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I, who knows? I feel like he could say anything. So maybe that maybe, maybe we should reach out and get in touch with his people. See, if, like, yeah, <laughs> get his thoughts on the Gopher game. But uh, yeah, no, it, it, the rules weird. It didn't matter because right. yeah, it was over match. Yeah, yeah it, State didn't belong on the same field as Gophers. That's true. It was it was just a thorough beat down. It was a very as somebody who doesn't love the Gophers um, in any kind of deep meaningful way. It's just a boring game well, to watch. If you do care about the Gophers, which I think you should, either way, it's a Big Ten team. Um, offensive line looked great. That was one of the things you were seemingly concerned I, about. I, I, I'm going to just put a ton of qualifier right against New Mexico State. We saw them play a team, and this is what happened. You're, we can talk about your your team and what they will, did on the field. You can but criticize Iowa's offensive line all you want. I, no doubt the Gophers They played one opponent, and this is what we saw. Mo Ibrahim looked great. After a serious injury, I already injury. said that. Yep, that's looked true. Great. Um, Tanner Morgan still—they still don't trust him. I mean, he looks. I mean, he's better than Petrus, and we'll get to Petrus. But well, he can run. I mean, he's a better. He's a better, and he's playing in a better offense. But I forget just how nice it is when you have a quarterback that can pick up first downs on his legs. I don't remember if it was in the early in the third quarter where it was like the Cobras had like a third and fifteen or whatever. And he just scrambled and he picked up the first down. But like, they're oh. still running it twice as much as they pass it, and that just can't be the recipe going forward. It's just that's not the way you are successful as a college football team. So that I, I would love to have seen them just spread it out and have Morgan just, even though they're up by a touchdown or two or three or four or whatever it was at that point, just let him air it out. Let's see if he can do it because I don't know if he can, and it would have been great to see. Well, you already know I I don't think he can, and if the Gophers are behind and it requires Tanner Morgan to pass a bunch, I think that's a bad position for the Gophers to be in, but I could be wrong. Who knows? But the other team was 4 for 12 throughout the entire game. They averaged about about a yard and a half per carry, and like you said, they had about 90 total yards. The the defense looked for the Gophers looked really good. Again, caveat, bad team. I know that. Yes. but yeah, those are really the things to, that jumped out. Got to see a squirrel on the field. I I made I made a joke, uh, which I thought was funny. Um, this squirrel on the field was running around in the end zone. Spent more time in the end zone than the Hawkeyes did over the weekend. The Hawkeye sure. offense. So that was kind of funny. So we'll get there. Uh, I mean, I, I know I'm just I'm waiting to see. I'm just waiting for the Gophers to play a real team. They're not yes. going to play a real team next week. They're going to clobber right. Western Illinois. We don't need to preview it. They're they're going to – it'll be another three. If if they let up a point, that'll be interesting. But, yeah, they'll win by 30, 40 points. Colorado will be closer than either of these two, but it still won't be that close. Like, the Gophers probably don't win by 30 points, but they could win by 20 points. I would like, uh, after we talk about Iowa, to go through Big Ten West, kind of where you feel after a week. Kinda. Sure. Because there were, there were some, you know, Purdue – Played, uh, we saw Illinois, right? They played. 
over the weekend. Wisconsin had a, a you know. Yeah, every, everybody's played at least a game now. Well, um, Northwestern didn't play again, right? They or, no, they played at least one. Is all right. I'm saying. Yeah, they, yeah. So yeah, everybody's got a game in. Kind of get your temperature. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, give we'll, temperature we'll do a little Big again. Ten West check. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I. I I was cold before Saturday, and now I'm ice cold. But well, just I, about know, the Big Ten in general. Yeah. Sure, sure. I mean, almost nobody's played a real team except Purdue and the Northwestern and Nebraska play each other. But no, we'll talk about it. Um, I mean, I, you know, there's there's plenty. Well, no, I guess Ohio State. Well, but that's that's a Big Ten East but team. But. PJ Fleck and Kill shook hands. It was a beautiful oh, moment. Yes, Goodbye, amazing. Uh, a whole lot of drama about nothing. Will they shake hands? I mean, because what else are you going to talk about? It was a utterly like dull game yeah uh, and that's you know but i thought that's what you looked, want i wanted a dull game i miss having dull non-conference it wasn't games just dull. i mean if you like watching the gophers dominate but yeah i mean it well, was I, what i'm saying yeah. is if i would did that i would like it right i don't i, I don't get yeah. that i haven't gotten that from iowa in the non-conference for i guess i have well, to double check when it was 2019 at so, the earliest so i spent the weekend in iowa city I was. Yeah, you, you, I didn't tailgate. you didn't tailgate Thursday night. You you weren't in Dinky Town. I wasn't in Dinky Town. Bruce. We went to we went to Iowa City for the weekend. So I was down there. I was tailgating, and the mood seemed excited. Everybody seemed like all right. A little trepidatious. Uh, sort of how we were talking about on our pod, and uh, John Steffi was talking about. There's a little concern, I think, in the air, but everybody seemed ready to party. Um, but. But once the game started, the game was a sellout. Every game for Iowa sold out. So I think, in general, it's fair to say the hype's pretty far out there for this Hawkeye team. Yeah, but I think uh, the, I think the mood is still uh, concerned. I think people were concerned oh, before the game started. Oh, were they? Okay. Yeah, a little bit of concern. Okay. I I did. So there's photographic evidence. I was wearing a Hawkeye shirt at tailgate because my wife. What a made great me. husband! What a great uh, husband! But there were a couple of people who know I'm a Gopher fan that were a little. Concerned that if the season goes south, that it's going to be I curse the season by wearing that shirt. So you can blame me, I guess. But there, you know. So so, what's your general feeling after the game? Like what? How are you feeling now? I feel like if I had actually bet the under, which is what I was saying in my seven and five prediction, I feel great about how accurate that was. I did um, because I mean, you know what? In the state of Iowa, it's legal to. To bet, so I did actually put some money on the under for Iowa seven. Well, and a half. Oh, good. I hope you get paid, and I think you will. Um, I now think even six and six is on the table. I mean, the defense for Iowa is so incredible. That is it though? Yes. Incredible. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. What do you think is wrong with Iowa's defense? What do you think is less than incredible? I, I, I I'm I just the FCS team. You know, I mean, they moved the ball well enough. It wasn't a they, I mean, they didn't. They had a okay. I, if you, they had 120 yards of total offense. Uh, Eric, they didn't move the ball well enough. They were three of 16 on third down. Um, they absolutely could not run. So they game had, was tied at halftime. But that's not because of Iowa's defense. The three points they scored was because of an interception by Spencer Petrus. I chose my words carefully. Iowa's defense was incredible last year. I think they're as good or better this year. I, I'm not. If Iowa had anywhere like was in the ballpark so, of even okay, a below just, average offense, just hold offense. on though. Just hold on though. You spent all this time to, when I was trying to pump up the Minnesota defense. How there was two first down. How bad New Mexico was. And now we're sitting here. You're talking about how amazing Iowa's defense is against an FCS school, and and that so it's different then. I don't understand. First of all, the Jackrabbits are better than New Mexico State by some margin. Two. I'm basing this also off of last year where Iowa's retaining. 
a ton of talent from the last year. Uh, they they didn't really lose much on their defense. They lost Matt Hankins. You got some injuries now, though, don't you? To the defense, Justin Jacobs is out. The bigger injuries are on the offensive offensive side of the football. Um, so Jacobs lost, is one of your best defensive players, isn't he? Uh, yeah, sure, but there's a lot of depth at the linebacker position. Okay. Seth Besson is also yeah. great, um, and Jack Campbell is probably the best defender uh, on the team. Okay. Um, and, All right, so, okay. So and the defense is special, and it's also the special teams that defense I think are great. Defense is amazing. Here. Okay, your defense is amazing. I think the amazing. special teams is great. The defense literally scored four points. And the three points that the offense scored really goes to the defense and special teams as well. Because on okay. that drive that started on South Dakota, or, yeah, South Dakota State's 33, uh, the offense gained like five yards and kicked a field goal. Like, I'm not, I'm not giving the offense credit for that. They did, The offense did shit. The offense had two drives that started on 33 and the 27 of South Dakota State. So and couldn't is, even get to the red zone. Is Spencer Petras hurt again? Is he hurt now? No, he just he's not, is so he's him. not injured now. Okay. And Kirk has said there's he was no before when he played this crappy, but now he's not hurt. Is that what we're? That's what I'm supposed to. No, believe? I think when he played another quarterback, he was hurt. He was playing crappy before Alex Padilla went in, um, and he played crappy after he came back in. Uh, well, let's let's talk about Spencer Petras because th- that's the story, right, of the anyway, game. Yeah, but my point overall is I think the Iowa's defense special team good enough to keep them in a lot of games and hope for dumb luck to six wins. But okay. I don't Petras, think they can win eight or more. 11 for 25, 109 yards, a pick. And a pick. With a QBR of 1.1. Sure, sure. No, I, I, I know. The worst in all of college football. He's the lowest QBR and you know, of any. What do you think Ferentz said about him? He he's, my he's, he's my guy. He's my guy. Yeah, practices well. He's a good yeah, guy. Pra- he's he's our quarterback. Yep. Um, that is atrocious. Yeah. Against South Dakota State. It was as many boos as I've heard directed at Iowa by Iowa fans that I can recall in a very long time. Couldn't run, run the ball game. either. It wasn't like the running game was very good. No, they couldn't run the ball last year either. They were they're bad. The offense, uh, the offense was even worse than last year. That's the reason why I'm even more destitute. Does this get better? No. Do you have any reason to believe this is going to get better? No, I don't. Um, I here's I, I could grasp at some straws for you if you wanted something to talk about. So before we even get to Petrus, who was terrible and you know I don't think can play at this level at this point. He's, he's missing he's open short. receivers. Like oh well, he he's missed a ton of open receivers. The worst was. And actually perfectly designed and executed screen pass where guys, a defender is supposed to run at him. That's how the play works. And he overthrows his running back. Right over his hands, yeah. Tone, tons yeah. of space. One guy between him and the end zone that's being blocked currently. With blockers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he, he at a minimum, was going to get to like the 10-yard line um, and just whiffs. No, he's just missing wide open dudes. He looks rattled perpetually. The, the pressure... He he can't he knows everybody's expecting him to do stuff. He can't perform on game day, and I don't think it's possible for him to play at this level. Didn't he I, also I fumble? He had a fumble too, didn't he? It was a goofy snap, but you can blame okay. him for that if you want. I mean, they, they've got a new center who's really really struggled. Was so a de- defensive to, lineman last year, right? Just like Tyler oh, yeah. Linderbaum, but yeah. uh, clearly not not quite the phenom that Tyler Linderbaum was. So you can blame him for that if you want. I don't. Um, but he's right. I mean, he's rattled. He can't play. He's so anxious and stressed. He can't. He tried to scramble once. He, he looked and he said it was a third and five. He started. He got out of the pocket and he thought, 
oh, there's a lot of space. He made it two yards beyond the line of scrimmage. And even as a defender was coming to him, he slipped. So even if he didn't get hit, he was going to slide well short of the first down. Just cannot do anything when the play breaks down. Can't improvise and pass downfield. Can't scramble for more time. He can't process quickly to get rid of the ball and read blitzes. So uh, Can't pick up first downs with his legs. Thursday and night, can't even hit easy completions. So Thursday night after the Gopher game was kind of uh, you know out of reach, I did flip over to the Purdue – uh, Penn State game. We can talk about Charlie Jones. A guy, that's where guy on Purdue by the name of Charlie Jones um, looked pretty good. 12 receptions, 150 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, he single. I, I he, Iowa barely outgained Charlie Jones. He was Iowa had 166 yards. Go to guy. He was he got open on almost every play. It was actually pretty impressive to watch him run routes and you know i mean i know he was like a return specialist for iowa but like he was open uh, and they knew he was throwing him and they needed you know it was a close game obviously purdue lost but like it was back and forth they needed you know first down he'd get it um he made the right choice to leave iowa right it doesn't of course, I've, i already said that i've already said him hey, man anti road tracy absolutely made the right choice and there's the, the frustrating part is that it makes so much sense. I mean, I can't be mad at him. Uh, he is trying to make it an NFL roster. He's not going to have that. He's already like about had half of the yards he had in 2021 after one game. How long does it take for another receiver to get that stat line? 12 catches and 150 yards uh, on Iowa. Probably with the injuries, probably three more games. I mean, Arlen Bruce had like five catches for 60-some yards. Because it's just him and Laporta are about the only two receiving options now for Iowa. So, uh, you know, that, that I would say I would say by the Rutgers game, Arlen Bruce might have hit that total. If things go really well against Nevada by Nevada. But yeah, it'll take a while. And that and that that's only really because there's that many wide receiver injuries that he's going to get enough targets to have chance. Uh, it, no, it's brutal. I mean, this is the cross to bear as Iowa, and this is somehow. Superstar Sam Laporta, two catches for nine yards. Well, he was quadruple team the whole time, yeah. and he's got a bad quarterback thrown to him. So, I I, I mean, it, whatever. I, I'm not upset at him. I, I don't know. I doubt that he played poorly. He was probably open a few times, and Spencer Beatrice couldn't get the ball to him. But, well, yeah, there was even a play where it was an Iowa penalty anyway, but it was well-designed. He was open, and Spencer Beatrice whiffed horribly. No, he's not making the easy completions. He's not – you know, keep protecting the ball. He had the one interception, which is the only reason South Dakota State scored. Uh, they don't have that. It's a big zero next to their name. Uh, and he can't, you just can't generate. There's no big plays. It's, it's like extremely high risk, exceedingly low reward. Is it play calling? Play. Is it play calling though, or is it just Petrus? I mean, the play calling stinks, but I, I pointed out, I could, you could probably go through and find a few plays where dudes were open and he either couldn't read it or made a bad throw. I mean, his best throws were horrible reads into double coverage. Like, he had a couple of lasers into double coverage. Like, yeah, that's a high-quality NFL throw, but you absolutely made a terrible read on that. Like I said, the screen pass was a perfectly executed play. It was a great play call, and he whiffed. So reasons for hope are just the defense is is good? Defense and specialty. Solid defense. And The punter is very good, yes. Well, what do you want me to say? Should I should I be delusional? No, and say this I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking. Is that no, those are that, the reasons to keep watching? 
and keep being interested. Well, I'm going to watch because I'm a stupid fan anyway. Um, but no, I don't think the offense can get better unless the offensive line gets substantially better and they can start running the ball at an okay level. Yeah, no, I, I, don't think. I didn't think Williams looked especially explosive. I mean, yes, there were, he didn't have a lot of had, you know, openings. I, or I was impressed with uh, impressed in quotes with his 24 carries and 72 yard stat line, given how poor the blocking was. I mean, there's almost no holes ever, and he seemed to at least consistently two or three yards despite the poor blocking. I, I didn't view him as much of a problem. The one fumble I thought was just really against good play the, by the other the teams. FCS South Dakota State. Defense. Jackrabbits, sure. The Jackrabbits. That that was impressive. Three yards of carry was impressive for you. Yeah, yeah. This is this is where you're at, Eric. I, I don't know what I mean. You keep using this tone like what I'm saying is ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous. What do you want me to say? You grasp at straws because what? If he was going with the gopher line, he would have had 100 yards easily. He would have probably got four and a half yards of carry easily. I thought he ran hard and did everything he could in an absolute shitty situation. What do you want me to say about this? No, I mean, no. okay, so we got smug all you want. I can't. Iowa State, Iowa State next week, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. So what do should we just shift gears to predict? Do you want to break it down? What's your feeling going? Iowa State coming to Kinnick, right? Sure. How do you how do you feel that game shakes? Iowa State won as well. Yeah, they, so they, they two one and over two one and teams battling sure. it out. Uh, they beat some whatever Southeast Missouri something. Right? Yeah, sure. They they played some overmatched team and won decisively. How you usually expect it to go? Uh, no, I don't feel great. I mean, if it's like last year and they get four turnovers by Iowa State, then okay, Iowa can win. That's how Iowa won did, last year. Did Iowa you catch State, a line on that? Is Iowa favored uh, by like three points? It used okay. to before the season started. Iowa was like six and a half point it's favorites, kind of a and now having up. seen the offense, basically, yeah. it's just home field advantage is the difference. Uh, no, I feel terrible about it, obviously. I, did, I mean, the, the offensive line has to play way better. And are they going to? I don't know. I don't know what percentage of it was them just getting owned by an FCS team versus them missing assignments. If they missed a bunch of assignments, that's better because that's more correctable than just getting beat. But, yeah, the Jackers maybe have like the have the 10th best defense on Iowa's schedule. And it gets a lot worse from here for the Iowa offense. Um, I did see some uh, some stuff online that suggested that Ference was playing that game close close to the chest, close to the best. That's what everybody always says. Like, they oh, said let's do vanilla, a vanilla offense because we've got we got to save it for Iowa State. So then but we'll people, really break is, up. This is this is delusional rationalization that people do when they just try to understand. This was one of the all time worst offensive performances. Well, let, let's let's limit it because. Everybody used to have bad offenses 80 years ago or whatever. Uh, it was one of the worst performances. It might have been a top 10 worst offensive performances by Power 5 school in the 21st century. I saw something else, too, that was the first time since, like, the 80s that a team has won 7-3 to without scoring a touchdown. That that final score there with, without it being a touchdown, which is also kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, Iowa, no Two safeties, you know. I mean, in, how often does that have? Field goal and two safeties. Those right, the only those safeties score. happened because of great punts by Torrey Taylor and then the defense just annihilating the play. I mean, Jack Campbell was in the backfield when the guy got the handoff for the first safety. Uh, it, it, yes, I, I was impressed with the defense. I thought the defensive line looks like they're going to cause a lot of problems. Uh 
But no, it's it's impossible to be optimistic with a harder schedule and a quarterback that seems to have gotten worse. Like it seems like Spencer, Spencer Peters has gotten worse every year. His best year was 2020. If you go into halftime down like 14-3 and Peters looks the same way he has, is there any chance he gets benched coming out of halftime? I don't think so. I mean, at this there, point, I think Kirk is absolutely trolling and just throwing the middle finger at anybody that suggests he do anything different. Um, you just get the the noise outside is a lot louder is, than it is, is that in the just because he's got he's got carte blanche like he knows he he's invincible so he can do whatever he wants like Kirk? he's got oh, yeah. he's got to be in the in the room looking at film yelling at speechers like what the hell is wrong with you like I he's open throw him the ball like can you not throw the football if or he's is doing he just that and he's chomping on his gum and he's just like hey you know that was a well, next get him next time but this is the most frustrating part about all this you never hear. This offense is just not playing up to a good enough level. You never hear those things. You just hear, well, this is complimentary football. This is what we're doing. This is how we want to play offense. This is the goal here. This is how it should be. And it's just objectively terrible. I mean, you talk about it was the worst performance by a quarterback last Saturday. Sure. Uh, It was probably the worst performance by an offense in all of college football. And the reason Iowa wins is because the defense – played so well and actually scored points. I mean, if if the defense doesn't get two safeties, it's 3-3 and they go into overtime. And the defense has to be perfect, basically. Because if the defense gave up, gave up one touchdown... Would you feel worse if they had lost that game? Or would it not make any difference? It doesn't really make a ton of difference, really. I mean, I'm watching this and thinking, I mean, it's a game that isn't hugely important to, like, the Big Ten title race. No, it, would, it has nothing to do with the Big Ten title race. You just see this, and you're like, oh, the offense is just that bad. The offense is somehow sunk. This is – Iowa basically – so last year, Iowa had a comparable game in Madison against Wisconsin. But Wisconsin had maybe the second-best defense in all of college football, and it was in their house. This was at home against an FCS school, and Iowa played about to that level. And, yeah, what hope is it? Like, oh, the, the – I mean, think about how how little it would take to improve. If Iowa had 225 yards, an objectively terrible performance in the 21st century, that would be an improvement. So, yeah, maybe they cracked 200 yards a few times, but it's just such a bummer. If they could just – they'd scored two touchdowns. It would be pretty pathetic still, but it would have been a comfortable game. You'd be like, all right, well, they just let the defense choke the life out of them, whatever. But, no, Spencer Petras – is absolutely rattled. It's you look at his face and he's just like, he can't play. He's just perpetually in the, yeah, I mean, but you would think yeah. like a South Dakota state. It's a, and I feel bad for him on the side note. I, it's like I'm a no really pressure game though. Right. I mean, you're at home. It's the first game of the season. You're playing a inferior. Like why would he feel so much pressure? He's played in big, he's played in big games, like big 10 title games. Like he's played in big game. Why would this be a game that, has he him played so terrible rattled. in the Big Ten title game. Let's well, be clear yeah, about that. Okay. Um, he, but and, Penn State was a big game, and he played well in that. He was pretty bad. He made a couple of plays. I mean, you remember the, the that big one throw pass? Yeah. Yeah, which was a great play that was set up after three and a half quarters of really terrible offense, basically. Uh, so I don't know how well he played. Okay, at the beginning of the season, through like the Maryland game of last year. Iowa State he played well against last year. He played okay, right. He didn't turn the ball over. He made a couple of plays. It wasn't great. It wasn't average even. But it was like, eh, eh. 
And then after that, it just kind of plummeted. He didn't play great against Penn State, but Iowa won. And then after that, the second half from Purdue won was abysmal. I, I don't remember what the exact stat is, but I think he's thrown one touchdown in the last it's something like nine games or something ridiculous oh, like yuck. that. Or and it's just it's brutal. And multiple interceptions, uh, you know. And he just knows that people don't think he's good enough to play, and he just the pressure gets to him. And he's just sailing passes on dudes. He, it's, it's, I genuinely feel bad for him. Like, it's almost not fair to him to have him play. You look at him and you're just like, okay, this guy, why is he being put in this position repeatedly by Kirk Ferentz? What, why is Kirk so stubborn that he keeps doing this? It's, it doesn't make sense. Like, he can't honestly think Spencer Peters gives him the best chance to win. That was a, like a 42% completion percentage. With turnovers, which Kirk says he hates, right? Kirk's like, we got to take care of the football. He didn't take care of the football. He had at least two other almost interceptions that just were dropped by the defense. He didn't take care of the football. It was brutal. It was miserable. It's awful to watch. And it would take so little for me to be excited about this team. It would just would not take much for me to be like, all right, whatever. The offense isn't great, but the defense special teams are awesome. Let's see what they can do. But the offense is so pitiful that it just tanks any hope. Any hope whatsoever about this game. Okay. So, Big Ten overall, Big Ten West. Uh, well, I guess, do you have a, a prediction for the I, Iowa State? I think State Iowa game? State finally finally breaks their streak. I I don't know how Iowa State's got a better defense than uh, South Dakota State. And Iowa hasn't even cracked 300 yards against them, or they cracked it in, like, 2018, they just can't seem to score, you know, points um, during yards against. If they Iowa lose State to Iowa team. State, does this become like a, a tragically bad season? For... I think it's on the verge of that. Like, because to me, Eric, I mean, I, you know, maybe I'm getting overhyped based on South Dakota State. That's a fair point. But this might be the best. This this has a potential to be one of the best defensive units for Kirk ever, paired with a, ever for him, like his entire tenure. It's possible that he might have one of the best special teams. The Greenway teams Hodge, do you think this is better than the Greenway Hodge defense? I think it's a real possibility. It Campbell better than how... Greenway? Jack Campbell's better than Chad Greenway. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, boy. I think so. Okay. I think so. Uh, Jack Campbell is probably the best linebacker Kirk's ever coached. He's phenomenal. Um, and he's paired with two other linebackers who are you know, on that level. I mean, one is hurt now. Th- that's fine. Then, then, then the other guy who is probably going to get drafted in the NFL too place. And Justin Jacobs isn't out for the season, so he'll be back. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not they, – they have depth. They, they Unlike the offense, the defense has a lot of really well-coached. You know, they've got a great defensive coordinator. I'm really excited, but my point is it is going to be tragic. I mean, if this team wins seven games, that's already kind of a bummer. And if it gets worse than that, yeah. I mean, you're, you're scoring. What, what is it? Does the, like, is... university president have to go down to the offense and say, you need to fire your son? Like, what is it? What's going to come to that? Because it's... Why, I mean, would, she, why it's, would she care? I don't think she'd care. Um, the, you don't the, think the, it, Gary, if they start Gary losing Bartle games? Told, the, the games are already sold out. Um, Iowa's had terrible years. Yeah, but they Kirk. won't be next year if they go... They lose nine games and... The team's awful, and the offense can't score touchdowns. They're not going to sell uh, it next year. No, but it's going to take more than one bad year for any kind of pressure on Kirk to happen. It's <sighs> take what three a or leash four. to have. It's insane. 
He's had an incredible leash. I'm not saying fire Kurt. I'm saying tell him he needs to get a new offensive coordinator. That's what I said last year should have happened. That's what I want to have happen. I want a, an actual, honest-to-God offensive coordinator to come in and just say, I'm in charge of this. Kirk, you don't get any say in this. You're just you're too stupid and obnoxious. You don't get to choose it. Like you're you're actively hurting the football team by not seriously trying to feel a real offense. Like you couldn't really if you took an actual power five football players, athletes, and trained them and coached them to play offense, you couldn't do much worse but, than Iowa did last but Saturday. We've, that's true, but we've seen. You know, some of those SEC schools, Alabama, I'm not saying Iowa's Alabama or Georgia, but we've seen some of those like completely imbalanced teams where their defense is so much better than their offense. And we've seen them win national championships like but that. But their offense is usually somewhere between decent to like Yeah, because they yeah. have all like four or five star guys on every position on offense. But like where those games against LSU, the you know, some of those games are like ten seven or, you know, fourteen ten type games like Really low scoring, just defensive battles, and maybe that. You know, like next thing we're, we're sitting here complaining, they're one and zero. They beat Ohio, or they beat Iowa State next week, and they, you know, maybe Peters throws three touchdowns, and it's okay, whatever. That was just one bad game, you know. Like it's possible. They're two the and Peters is is his return to form, and everybody looks so stupid for piling his, on. His return to form is like a fifty eight percent completion. For like 160 yards and a touchdown. I'm trying to talk you off the ledge here. You can't. It's not just one game, although this is like the pinnacle of terrible. I mean, this is like rock bottom for an offense that's had a lot of bottoms. I mean, if you Uh, think you've had had basically, what, four months to prepare for this game? You know, I know obviously like the summer and – but you've had all fall camp and like – this is when you show up. There's all these questions about the offense and whether or not they can play, whether Petrus can play, and this is what you do. It's just it's it's a bad look. It's a bad look. Oh, of course, it's terrible. And after talking about how they overhaul and change things, and of course, no, the play calling is not great. It's still predictable. I mean, under center when they line up under center, I, I may saw this on Twitter. 75% of the time they but run. Maybe Pete, go no huddle or something like that. Give Petrus a, a different look because. Whatever they're doing is not working, you know. Uh, I understand they should really try to mix it up, but they they're not serious about ever doing that. Um, it's just not going to happen. Uh, no, I mean you can try to talk me off the ledge, but I'm just already just like bracing for seeing what I think is a genuinely incredible defense. So when we started the season, we kind of talked about different sort of tiers in the Big Ten West. We had you know Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, maybe Purdue in the top tier. And kind of the, all the rest of them kind of falling below. Maybe maybe Illinois, Nebraska, kind of there, and Northwestern. Uh, do you? How would you re? re you know, because all those teams are one and zero except for Nebraska, and Purdue's the only one that's zero and one. You know. Um, well, Illinois lost to Indiana this past week, so th- there's another one with a loss. Um, right, right, but but I'm just saying Minnesota, Iowa. And Wisconsin are they're both one and zero. Are they're all three one and zero to start the year? Northwestern's also one and zero. Yeah, I mean, um, sure, that's fine. I mean, I already mentioned. I mean, schedule's pretty soft at this point. We're hitting the non-conference, so I don't think we have a ton of great data about the pecking order. But I'm fine if you want to put Iowa at the bottom. I mean, you would put them as the worst team in the Big Ten uh, West. No, I said towards the bottom. I guess uh, you know, 
they they might you know probably better than Illinois. I don't know. It's just it's just like impossible to gauge when you have an offense that's probably one of the five worst in college football. Might be in the five worst. You potentially have a defense that's in the top ten and top five in the country. The exact opposite. I don't know how you gauge a team like that. I mean, they'll be in a lot of low-scoring games, but one mistake by the defense, one blown coverage. It's like I, I don't know if I can explain to you how how disheartening it is watching a team go up even seven points against Iowa, and once it becomes a two-score game, it feels like hopeless. Even if it's the second quarter and I was down 14 points or 10, you're like I don't know how they're going to make up. This but wasn't the last season the exact same way, except that the defense was scoring a touchdown just about every game. I mean, right now well, you're, you got defense scoring you two safeties. They're basically carrying the offense. I mean, they are. There is has been no offense. Yeah, it's it's. But last year I was very lucky, and they didn't have to play as many good teams. Uh, we already talked about the Iowa Minnesota game. Uh, they eked out a bunch of really close, ugly, awful games at the end of the year to go 4-0 to finish 10-2 after getting just shellacked by Purdue and Wisconsin in successive weeks. It was a lot of fortune that I don't think is going to hold up. They keep eking out these close, horrible games. What would you make of the Purdue-Penn State? Did you watch any of that? Uh, a good chunk of it. Um, it was I mean, a good Pur- game, back and forth, very sure. entertaining game. Purdue's got a very good offense. We already talked about Charlie Jones. Aiden O'Connell's an excellent quarterback. Uh, they're going to be a fun team to watch, but I think their defense looks pretty shaky. But it's just one data point. Who knows? Maybe Penn State's got a great offense. But, yeah, they look like they're going to be able to score, and they might have trouble stopping people from scoring. So we'll Did see. Did you watch any of the Illinois-Indiana game? No, I didn't. Uh, I caught just a few highlights of it. Uh, that was kind of a back-and-forth game too, right? Uh, I, I don't know. You'd have to tell yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, they yeah, won back, back three points. Bielema... Um, you know, lost a close one. Um, yeah, so the the Big Ten East is undefeated, I guess, at this point against the yeah, Big Ten I West. Yeah, a closer than anticipated 21-10 victory. Um, Michigan looked insane. And Wisconsin also annihilated their opponent 38 to nothing. Is, it the, is that the exact score of the Gopher game? Yep, the exact yeah, oh same my gosh. score. Look yep. at, how's that going to be for a game? Oh, boy. Um, Graham Mertz, just a brilliant 14 for 16 for 219 yards and a TD. Um, yeah, very Tanner Morgan esque, I think. That that sure. Um, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a battle. That's gonna be a between the tackles battle. It close the season. Nebraska kind of flirted with getting upset again, but they pulled away. North Dakota, but yeah, I don't. Nebraska doesn't look particularly good. I mean, they, the better something. Dakota team than. Or no, that's, that's not North, North Dakota, Dakota State. State. Okay. Yeah, no, no. It's, you want North Dakota State. So that's the, the third tier Dakota team. Sure. At Nebraska. The, the third, the third. Well, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know about regular South Dakota. I don't know how good they are. I don't know where they rank in the Dakota schools packing order. But I don't know. Maybe it's early. Um, Rutgers beat Boston College game. I did. Did you watch that? No, no, I did not. It's. A, I guess it's a. It's a real team. They. We actually. Point. I spent time at Kelowna over the weekend. You, you ever been to Kelowna? Uh, not recently, but okay. once upon a time. Did you get That's some rude. cheese? Uh, got, we got some cheese, saw some uh, Amish people, right? They're Amish there, sure, or are they yeah. Mennonite? Is it whatever? I don't know the difference. I um, don't want to say the wrong thing. And, spent some time at Kelowna Brewing Company. Shouts to Kelowna Brewing yeah, Company. Some good, some decent beers there. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm glad you were able to kick off the football season. Some in of the city. state of Iowa, yeah. The, the best, the best city. Um, 
college football somehow, despite Kirk Ferris's best attempt to ruin it. So um, we're we're both predicting a dominant Gopher victory over Western Illinois. What what do you think is going to happen, Iowa Iowa State? I mean, don't you want Iowa State in those points if you're betting? So I get three points. It's oh, it's at Kinnick. I I think Iowa wins. I think it's a you know fourteen to seven maybe or you know bunch of field goals in there maybe ten or sixteen to thirteen. I don't know something like that. I don't know. Well, so you know what this game's nickname is, right, Eric? This is an informal thing. It's called El Asico because the games are usually ugly, gross-scoring, assy affairs. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I suspect that's probably the case. I mean, I think Iowa State will struggle to move the ball, but they'll struggle less than Iowa will. I mean, Iowa's owned the series as of recently, right? They, they've. I think they're on a six-game win streak. Yeah. Matt Campbell's never beaten them. Never beaten them, yeah. So we'll I see, think Iowa wins. Okay. Well, I mean, that'll I'd, be good I'd, news. I'd give the points. Uh, you know, I think they win by more than three. Oh, wow. Okay. That's high praise. I mean, it might be a four-point, a four maybe a couple safety <laughs> difference, but... I mean, you can't... Their, I mean, their defense... Iowa's defense will score. I, I would, if there was a prop bet on that... money that they score a touchdown. If there was a prop bet, Iowa's defense scores, I would I would put money on that. Okay. Interesting. I mean, it's, that's what Iowa's model was last year. We'll see if they can keep it up. I mean, ugh, just terrible. And yeah, I mean, you know, it was Alex Badia that beat the Gophers last year. It wasn't Spencer Petrus. That's true. That is um, true. So, all right. I mean, I, I don't I, I don't have much else to say. I, I've abandoned all hope. Uh, I'm going to watch the game and mostly just be really bummed that Kirk doesn't think having the worst – you know, quarterback in all of college football is a problem or that a change needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, the last thing I'll say is uh, all you Hawkeye fans, if you, you want to bandwagon the, the gopher boat, jump in the boat. We're rowing it. Wow. We're rowing it to Pasadena, baby. Jump in the boat. So, all right. Come on in. Uh, shouts to go Iowa. Awesome. Thanks for your support. Shouts to homefieldapparel.com for sponsoring this episode. Yes, absolutely. Go there, buy stuff. Use the promo code. Oh, Iowa, awesome. Uh, keep an eye out for our other podcast, the Pod of Dreams. We got a good episode that went up this week. The program, amazing college football movie. So listen to that. And thanks for everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Well, awesome, yes.